my name is James Troopany and I am joined by Christy. How are you today? I am actually quite well. I was a bit tired and then I watched wrestling and then I didn't feel tired anymore. Wrestling makes everything better. Yeah, or maybe just watching other people Expand work out energy. and <laughs> makes me feel like, oh, I'm not tired anymore now. Nah, I feel refreshed after watching yeah. these people beat each other up. Compared to them, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had an interesting day and I'll tell you why because of this opening match. Would you know, want to know why this opening match is really interesting to me? Because and Yoshihashi is me. in there? It, it's it's to be it's to do with a favorite of the show that we've talked about a lot this week. Okay, well tell me. Well, you see, here's the thing. Last night at Impact's uh, sacrifice event, Finn Juice won the Impact World Tag Team titles from the Good Brothers. Isn't that great? That that's wonderful. And. I'm that glad was you're happy. I am, and that was in Orlando, Florida, where Impact taped their TV. And then, four hours later, at the New Japan Cup, both Dave Finley and Juice Robinson appeared in... Oh, where was we? Uh, we were in Biocom Gymnasium, in Mamagaski Memorial Japan Gymnasium in Japan. And I think that is a thrilling aeroplane ride from Florida to Japan <laughs> to get there in time for this opening round match tagging with Yotosuji. The magic of time travel. I think that's I think that is remarkable and I would like to congratulate the airline that that got them there on time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then how long would it take to get to Japan? Because they wrestled <laughs> yesterday too. It's an all I think I think it's about an eleven hour flight from um from New York to Tokyo. So sticking oh, with three that's hours. Why Finley was in the opening match. Yeah. Yesterday. Yes. Because <laughs> Juice needed the extra hour rest, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, because there you go. I think that was great. But it just it is like, could they not stuck them up further up the card and together just for one day to make things make sense or give them the day off? No. Nah. Did, did they wear the belts? No, they didn't. That was the other thing. They did wear matching tag team gear. I'll give them that. But they didn't wear the belts. They weren't in the same match together. And it's like, well, surely... I mean, I suppose the Japanese audience wouldn't have seen that Impact pay-per-view yet. If suddenly a belt appears. <laughs> suddenly a belt. They need a couple of days to explain what happened. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah just like... Hmm. What? what? <laughs> and I didn't realize because I was just looking at the results page on New Japan 1972, NJPW1972.com. I'm looking at the results page and the result says, and new world tag team champions Finn Juice after beating the Good Brothers. It's funny that you're so excited about this and I didn't even know. <laughs> I don't follow Impact. The reason why I was excited about this was because Rocky Romero was tweeting about it last night. Uh... And I think it was my friend Lizzie who said, she, he said, I'm going to have to support the New Japan team. And um, my friend Lizzie, who uh, uh, the mutual followers, said, how could you betray the Good Brothers after all you've done for them and they've done for you? <laughs> to which I replied, Chaos and Hentai, obviously. Hentai, rather. Yeah, you know. Hentai. Hentai. Chaos and, <laughs> and Hentai. That's a whole different conversation. Chaos and Hentai, they stick together. Nagata was tagging with Chaos this week. That's how far we have to go to keep Bullet Club people in their place on three different continents and in three different companies. Four exactly. different companies. They work really, really hard. Yes, they do. 
all over the world. Uh, let's get to this opening match, though, and I will stop talking about Dave Finley now, I promise. <laughs> it's the <most laughs> Finley podcast, too. Yeah. What, but... if, what if he leaves? Like, he what takes if... a break. What are we going to talk about, then? Then we'll probably talk about your love of Juice's hair. Or not. <laughs> no. No. Okay, then. Never. All right, then. He's never had hair that I thought that looks great. Great decision. Well done. Surely. This is not at all an issue or something. No, surely chopping it all off when he wrestled Moxley was probably his best move. <laughs> and I didn't see that. So. <laughs> yeah, the short back and sides was probably, it was the neatest thing. And then he tore his shoulder, so he'd grown out by the time he came back. But. Mind you, he did, the, the, Blues Brothers, the Blues Brothers look was pretty alright, because he had it kind of slicked back under his trilby. It looked okay. Um, though I agree with you, the, the afro he's currently rocking isn't necessarily the, the way forward. He, he never has hair that makes me want to you know, support him. No. And it's as we good. all know... On the Troopany show, it's all about the hair. It is. There's nothing else. It's Dookie's uh, hair is beautiful. Yeah. That's that's the way forward. Anyway, let's get to this first round match. Tommy Arishi, Toriyano, and Yoshiashi defeated UAU Muru, Yotasuji, and Dave Finley, who continued his long conversation with Yoshihashi. It seems to have moved on from polite conversation to slightly aggrieved as of today's action. It's still polite. Like, if you compare how they interact and how the young lions interact with Ishii... Yeah. <laughs> comparatively, is that even a word? Comparatively. Yes. Comparatively. Uh, the young lions are much more angry with Ishii than Yoshihashi and Finley are with their New Japan opponents. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. It's just... <laughs> it's, it's just well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, Ishii and Yano can just... Oh, sorry, Ishii and Yoshihashi can just kind of, like, dismissively attack... Or Yano can just dismissively attack the youngsters because they're the youngsters. But they'll be begrudgingly kind of, like, civil with Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you're the veteran in this group yes. here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're all right. We've wrestled you lots. You're okay. But these We've new already people... bullied you for years. It's yes. You, 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 these new people... You come here with your friends. It was so funny. Uemura was running at the at the corner and he threw Yoshihashi off the apron and then tried to do the same with Ishii. <laughs> just and Ishii didn't move at all. Just like, bounced off of him. Just looked at him like, what? No. <laughs> and I thought, poor Yoshihashi. He, he took a bump, like a huge bump, and then his co-worker is like, I'm not doing that. Fuck you. No, no, no we're not, no. We're not letting get you get ahead at all. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. You've got to earn that. You've got another three years left yet before you're able to bump for you. Yeah. No, it's, it's just, there's a hierarchy. Yeah. Yoshihashi doesn't understand the hierarchy. No. There's no, there's not Tiger Jeet seeing levels of like non selling, but it's not far off. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but it was still fun. It continued to tell the story of Yoshihashi and uh, Dave Finley. A the... ballad. Kind of nice about this whole yeah New Japan Cup thing. Sorry, mate. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if either of them win and it's against Tanahashi, if they'll have a sit down and brush each other's hair or something. <laughs> I, think they should have a, I think they should discuss their issues afterwards. 
It used to back in Oz Academy when I first started watching Oz Academy in 2014. Uh, Carlos Amada and Manami Toyota were tagging together, and they would have the tag match, and then Carlos would get a couple of chairs and host a chat show and ask Manami how she thought the match went and uh, what do you think we could do to improve? And there would there'd be a, there'd be a theme song, and then they would play. Carlos would cross that's, a leg, and she'd be nice. like, "Yeah, she would go through it." I don't think you it. could do that with many of them, though, because no. like. If you look at the rest of the matches today, Goto and Shingo weren't agreeing. Um, <laughs> Ishii and the Young Lions weren't agreeing. Who else do we have? Oh, Suzuki and Kanto were definitely no, not agreeing. No, we're going to get to that in a minute. That's so happened. I think it would only work with guys like David Finley and Yoshiashi and Tanahashi, maybe. Yeah, I guess. Chaos and Hontai again. Just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of chairs. Yeah, it's true. Have a chat. Be right. Be okay. Are we still friends? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. we're still friends. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that's it, isn't it? Really. Speaking of people who are not friends, Kenta and Minoru Suzuki are definitely not friends. Oh. <laughs> um, Kenta, Bad Luck Farley, and Chase Owens defeated Duki, Taichi, and Minoru Suzuki. Uh, Kenta was most aggrieved that his finger guns don't work and make a sound. <laughs> I wrote that down too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the chase I went still. <laughs> and he went to chase. Like, how does it work? Explain to me. And Chase was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just magic. That's, yeah, magic. That's magic. magic. That's, that's and Suzuki it. came out smiling. Which always makes it worse. <laughs> yeah, he's it's scarier like... when he's smiling than when he's scowling. Oh god. Yeah. It's like he's gonna murder somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's gonna die. And it won't be Farley. No. It can't be cancer. So therefore, like, why chase? Yeah. <laughs> there is something oddly satisfying about that, but there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dookie ended up getting pinned by Chase in the end, so Suzuki didn't ruin Chase Owens as much as perhaps he needed to. Um, yeah, but you knew that if you look at the match. Yeah. Like, Dookie Chase was on used fire. Used to be actually. that guy. Mm. The one taking all the pins, but now it's Dookie. Yeah, that's it. And that's the way it works, unfortunately. Yeah. It's also the fact Duke is the only junior heavyweight in this match, so therefore he was losing. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's, it's the wrestling logic thing. It's like you said, well, you're the junior heavyweight, so you should stay on the apron and we'll deal with this. Yeah, you can yeah. wrestle in the first five minutes while you're still fresh, but you stay out there. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put him in a match with Farley. Yeah, exactly. It's this just... sounds fair. Yeah, that's not fair at all. Like combined, what Chase Owens is two thirty-five, Kent is two twenty, and Bad Luck Farley's three hundred. So combined total weight of like eight hundred pounds up against Tai Chi Duki and Minoru Suzuki. None of them were over two hundred and forty. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and Tai Chi is like, I, I, I don't want to expend any energy. <laughs> I'm like tagging Duki and like here, you, you do it. Yeah. Oh, there was one thing I wanted to say about about wrestling today in Japan. It felt like old times because the Noah show started just before the New Japan show started. The old Japan show started at the same time as the New Japan show. And then DDT started straight after the old Japan show. Yeah, I saw some people with uh, yeah. several screens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New Japan, what was it? Uh, old Japan next to each other. Yeah, yeah. So there was two shows at Kuroken Hall today. One back-to-back, All Japan and DDT. And wrestling is doing okay. Yeah, it is. And people are going to shows. And 
feels like a long way off here, if you see what I mean, in the UK mm -hmm. to seeing a live show again. But over there, it's nice that they've got things together. Mm -hmm. uh, let us move on to the third match. Show Kazuchika Okada and Hiroki Goto defeated Bushi, Setsuya Nato, and Shingo Takagi. Show beat Bushi in their back and forth struggle all week long. To be honest, you don't need the other four. Why don't you just have four single matches with these two? <laughs> <laughs> it's also that you can tell that Goto lost because they came out to Okada's theme song again. <laughs> <laughs> like, even if you hadn't watched the match, you could have figured it out. Yes. Oh, they stopped coming out to Goto's song. I guess he lost. Yes, that was... Mm, mm. Yeah, there was some predictability about it. Okada's really going on with this clap-along babyface thing. It's like he's <laughs> wrestling in Bolton. <laughs> he kept yelling, encore, encore. <laughs> and at some point, the referee was like, no. We're not doing the encore thing again. Get into your corner. Yes. And then he looked really sad. Yeah. No drum solo today. He just went with no, the beat. He down. only got he got one encore. Oh, okay. Like they did it twice, oh, and then okay. the referee was like, "No, oh. enough with this bullshit. Get into <laughs> your corner." New Japan referees enforcing the rules. What madness is this? And Okada behaving and listening like a good little. Babyface? Yes. Lead yeah. babyface of the company. Yes. <laughs> well, he's really happy and cheery and babyfacey right now. So. Yeah, because he hasn't got a title match and then, <laughs> then they're all good. He doesn't have to worry about anything. He's not um, feuding with anyone. Yeah, I wasn't thinking I was thinking about this today. He's taken an awful lot of bat bumps for a guy with two herniated discs. Well, we had the discussion before. Yeah. Is he actually injured or well, that's the thing. I was kind of thinking about that leak about Jay White going to um, WWE. And I'm pretty sure it was Alvarez. And I'm pretty sure this was Alvarez or Meltzer. And I'm like, is someone leaking disinformation to yeah. the Wrestling Observer? As you know. And we those... used to be able to trust the New Japan rumors. Yeah. But um... not anymore. No, and it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't be surprising me if Alvarez and Meltzer are actually leaking them for him, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, just, just I mean, and it, I don't mind with, a, say, small, only eight discs are not small injuries, but by wrestler standards, they are small injuries. Um, I, if it was a concussion, I'd be concerned, or if it was a broken neck or arm, I'd be concerned, but... Yeah, because they should be honest about those things. But yeah, if they're trying to throw people off the scent, I don't see an issue with it. And it's... it kind of makes sense to, if you don't want Okada to do well this tournament, to give him a reason. Yeah. Not to get involved that much. Mm -hmm. So we move on to the fourth match. Wait, wait, wait. You're going oh. way too fast. Okay, I'm slowing down. How dare you? No. Okay, go on. What would you like to say about this match? I wanted to talk about show and okay. how it looks. Because he's... He looks ripped. Yeah, that's the word I use as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote down, show looks ripped. Holy shit. I, I tweeted out when the match was on that it looks like he hasn't seen a carb since the beginning of this tour. No, I wrote down, I bet he eats... Um, I bet I eat more unhealthy food in a day than he does in a month. Yeah, he's... And... It's not just like ripped, ripped. Like Jay White and Tanahashi look ripped, 
but this is a kind of level of like bodybuilder ripped you only get yeah. if you like just survive on water for the day before which isn't and particularly he, he's healthy always, he's always been like that yeah but it's just amazing to, to watch and i don't think it's unhealthy actually no it's not he's he's clearly very healthy in his approach or else he wouldn't have the cardio to do what he's doing i was just saying like you know bodybuilders when they're prepping for a show they tend to drink lots of water and tan in a certain well these obviously tans but not tans in a certain way because it makes the skin thinner and therefore your muscle definition is better mm. and he looks like he's been doing that i doubt very much he's been living on water for a day and then going to a wrestling match because that would be really damaging for him um but yeah he, he just looks so good right now yeah, sometimes you see guys, and it, it's clear they're doing it in an unhealthy way. Yeah. Like where they're, you can see them shake because they clearly haven't eaten enough. Yeah. But Shaw looks really healthy. I was going to say, Okada looks like he's put some meat on, to be honest with you. Like, his yeah. traps are a lot bigger than they used to be, and I think possibly all those matches with Omega, he wanted more protection around his neck. Um, obviously because he needs it <laughs> um, but I think he just looks a bit fuller around the waistline I know he's getting older and as you get older you can't help getting fuller around the waistline I'm living proof um, but uh, I think that you know I don't see it as a bad thing I think it's good protection for him Yeah. because I see a lot of like NATO doesn't look any different than he did in 2013 and I don't think it's done him much good as far as a bump taking position is concerned Whereas the card yeah, I also wonder if he's hurt in a way that makes working out difficult. Yeah, that might be. It might be true, and therefore he can't do heavy lifting, or he can't do bench presses, or he can't do Because his anything. knees are horrible. Yeah. So uh, It would be, like, he can't really lift the way normal people might be able to, and then you get, like, an uneven body mm. if you sit down and do certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's... that's just guesswork. No, it that's, might that's also... it. So, sorry, go ahead. No, you keep on. It's okay. It might also just be that it fits his character and what he wants, because being the, the scraggly, thin weirdo is kind of his thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really. It's just, yeah, he's got. His body shape matches his character, and yeah. his mannerisms match his character. And his pacing and everything. And his hair. Yeah, everything's just half assed. And that's. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, as Alex Watt called him, no fucks NATO. And that's, yeah. that's, that's him. He's down to the down to the, the T. He just doesn't care. He's just he's there to wrestle and win championships. He doesn't care what he looks like. He doesn't care if he looks like he's been to the gym or not. He's just really good at what he does. Exactly. Uh, yeah. In a scattergun approach, and that works as well when he does lose. He's that reckless, you know. He's likely to lose, which makes him a much more interesting character to watch. I think. Yeah, and we all know that he pretends like he doesn't care about shit. Yeah, but he really, really does. Very and that much makes so. him so compelling. Yeah. Hmm. Shall we move on to match four? Yes. Match four: Yujiro Takashi, Evil, and Jay White lost. Toa Henry, Juice Robinson, and Hiroshi Tanahashi, when unsurprisingly Hiroshi Tanahashi pinned Yujiro Takahashi. A shock. What a surprise. Um, 
well, I suppose it was it was kind of better than Toa Henry getting pinned again. But yeah, perfectly fun match. Uh, Jay White winning out on the pose down at the beginning again. <laughs> Poor Tanner. Uh, Tanner is is. I think he was glad that he won this match. It gave him some some hope that all is not lost. Yeah, and he got to show off his arms when yeah. he won. Yeah, that's it. Um, How do you feel about this whole Tanahashi J thing? Because I've seen people who it makes uncomfortable, and I can understand that. Um, how do you? I don't have a problem with it. I think it's, I think it's them having fun with each other, and I think it makes it. You can't just like have Bullet Club beat them up all the time. You've got to have some variation, and I think Jay and Kenta and are just having fun with what they're doing. Yeah, they're big bad heels, but they're trying to find different layers so it doesn't become so monotonous that they're just beating people up all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get it, but I also get that some people are saying like it, it makes me uncomfortable that the biggest storyline in this feud is Jay body shaming Tanahashi. Yeah. And I, I get that it's uncomfortable for people who have body issues. Like yes. Jay is basically telling a very healthy looking man that he's yeah. fat. Yeah. Yeah. So for people who do have issues and who don't look like Tanahashi, I can imagine that it's a bit awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I can see where that's going as well. But it, yeah, it's... Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what I can say sides. about that. Like, I understand yeah. why why they're doing it, and it's clear that Tanahashi doesn't have body issues, but yet fans who are watching do. So yeah. I can understand why to them it's not fun to see a very good-looking, healthy man get body shamed because compared to them, a lot of people won't look as good. No, that's true. I do. And if Tanahashi gets body shamed, then yeah, I don't see it as I could see. Yeah, I don't see it as them doing that intentionally. I think it is just them like having the ab contest. And I think if Tana hadn't responded so emotionally with it, which sounds daft because it's only a little thirty-second thing they do at the beginning of a match. <laughs> yeah. But equally, if Tanner hadn't looked so disappointed the first time it happened, <laughs> the, you know, it, it probably wouldn't have had the effect that it had, but it certainly is connected with an audience. And yeah, that's the issue, isn't it, really? It's one person's harmless fun. It's, it, this is genuinely one of those cases where I think it's one person's harmless fun is another person's really affecting them. Yeah, and, and for a lot of fans, it's also just they want to protect Tanahashi in a way. Like yeah. Jay being rude to Tanahashi actually riles people up because Tanahashi is like one of the... He's a god. He's a god. Yes. And even people who don't like Tanahashi as in he's my favorite wrestler or whatever have respect for him and don't yeah. want to see him hurt. So when Tanahashi plays it up, a lot of people will get involved. So the thing becomes bigger and then yeah. Jay plays it up even more. Yeah, which is why everyone was upset about the IWGP title histories and why everyone's upset about, um, well, not everyone, but a lot of people were upset with Tanner having that angle about his knees again. Mm -hmm. You know, people were genuinely upset saying, why has it got to be Tanner with his knees all the time? 
And it's like, yeah. it's just a device. It is they have to get him down the card somehow to give other people a chance to breathe. But they don't want to get rid of him because he's still a valuable asset. But he's yeah. beloved. It's like, you know, it's, it, it's the age-old issue of what do you do with your big star who's still useful when you can't really get rid of him. Like, yeah. in, like in the old days in the American territory system, if New Japan was a terrier, they would have shipped him off somewhere else to a company to for six months off to freshen him up and then come back again. You know, he can't do that because he's just there. He's just, <laughs> he's just there. That's all he is. He's just going to continue working for you. Yeah, um, in- injuries are the easiest way to explain it. Yeah, that's, that's it. Because other ways make Tanahashi look bad. Yeah, you can't take... You literally cannot take a holiday when you are the top guy in the company. And your character is that you want to be there. Yeah, as well. That's that's the thing. Like Naito J- taking a month off would be understandable. Give him some reason why he's annoyed with New Japan. He can take a month off. As Jay just did do when he lost to Jay Ishii. He can do that. He's a yeah. heel. Uh, even Okada might be able to do it. Yeah. But Tanahashi has built his entire character around taking care of New Japan. That's it. He is literally the company. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for him and Nakamura, the company wouldn't exist. So, you know, and you can tell it in his promos. He was he was there when Kushida left. He said, why is it always me that has to wrestle the people that leave? Oh, that makes me make me so sad. It did. And he's, and he's right. All his friends go away. Yeah, yeah, and Kushida was like one of his closest friends still. And yeah. I remember watching all those Kushida cans. And yeah. they would always sit together next to each other on the bus. Yeah. And Kushida would always film Tanahashi. And it was clear that he was the only one allowed <laughs> to bother Tanahashi <laughs> with the camera. Like, no one else did that. It was only no. Kushida. Oh, and, you know, him and Nakamura built that company. You know, there was him, Shibata, and Nakamura were supposed to be the three musketeers. Mm-hmm. And Shibata left the company on bad terms. Uh, so it was him and Nakamura. And they plotted and planned and figured out the way to make things draw. Because when they started, the, they were getting 12,000 in the Tokyo Dome on January the 4th. And by the time Nakamura left the company, they were getting 45,000 in the Tokyo Dome. That's how much those two people meant to that company. And he is the living embodiment of what New Japan is. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to, before we talk, we were talking about Keiji Muto, one before we started the show, and mm-hmm. headlining the Noah show to gauge, global honored crown champion, 58 years old. He's still useful because he still embodies Puroresu. And more so than a lot of veterans because he was a mainstay draw for New Japan Pro Wrestling and a mainstay draw for All Japan Pro Wrestling. So, of course, Noah aren't stupid. If he wants to wrestle and he's capable of pulling the matches in, you're going to end up with a 58-year-old GHC Heavyweight Champion, aren't you? Because he's the embodiment of what Pro Wrestling should be for a lot of people, especially my generation. Yeah, exactly. But there we are. So we finally get on to the we, actual... We haven't talked about the match at all. I thought, we, I thought we had talked about the match. Go on then, talk about the match. What would you like to say? I've like, like not lots of notes 
written down and then you go and the next match I'm like this note that note that note like oh, i'm sorry i didn't mean to i just thought you i thought you, about this. yes okay, no, on okay. what would you um, like to say well, i wanted to talk about the commentary both the real commentary and then the comments made by the people in the match okay because uh you had tai chi on commentary did you notice yes yes <laughs> i saw yes. Yes, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was comment, uh, commenting for commentating for the last half of the show, mm -hmm. probably because of Zach being in the main event. Yeah. yeah. And he looks about as excited about it as I do when I look at Juice Robinson's hair. <laughs> like, it was so clear he was just waiting for the main event. Like, can we get to the main event? I don't care about these people. I don't want to commentate on what is going on. Going on. So every time he was asked something, you would get the sigh before he started talking. <laughs> and I, I really like that even on commentary, he's Tai Chi. Yes. I mean, the, the pictures the other day of the shoot he did with the flowers. Yeah. Was Emily Pratt pulled that up on, on Twitter. It's like, you know, here are some flowers for you if you want them. <laughs> yeah, like they forced me to take these it's, pictures. It is, yeah, here you go. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to pay you anything if we go on a date. Yes, this I'm is the thing. Paying. No, going, you know, 50 50. <laughs> no. Going Dutch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but, anyway, yeah. and, and about commentary, Jay was talking shit to Tai Chi at the very end <laughs> in English and you could see Tai Chi understand like half of it and he was <laughs> getting ready to reply and then he replied in Japanese and Jay goes I don't know what you're saying and then he walks off <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so annoying and it's so brilliant yeah because it's so annoying yeah see this is the thing it's like um that is the perfect excuse, is like, because Jay understands Japanese quite well, having lived yeah. in Japan for a very long period of his life. Yeah. Um, so he clearly does know most of what Toshi was trying to tell him. And the same thing with Zach. He keeps going, I just understand what you're saying, dickhead. <laughs> Even though we know that he's probably fluent enough to get by by now. Yes, you would hope so, wouldn't you? Or, riding... or he tells Naito, speak Spanish, dickhead. <laughs> like, you know, we know that Naito's Spanish is not that good. No. He knows a few phrases and that's it. <laughs> and uh, my third comment was Juice telling Evil to get up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Where's that come from? I don't know. He, he, he suddenly got feisty all of a sudden. Well, he, he yells the entire match, but then this suddenly get up bitch i'm like okay <laughs> what? <laughs> what? since when are you so mad at evil hey, evil's kind of like easy to get mad at because he cheats so much yeah but now bullet club are like jay white was there yeah in my, in my ranking of annoying evil is not above jay white you gotta spread the hatred you can't just like have it focused <laughs> on one guy that otherwise is, that is fair you know, I'm... and Dick Togo's there, and Ghetto is there. A lot of people to yeah. dislike. And you, and, you also, you, and you also have to point out all three members are traitors. Like Jay was betrayed 
Chaos, Yujiro betrayed Chaos, and Evil betrayed L.I.J. And Ghetto betrayed Okada. Yeah, exactly. And did, did Togo betray anyone? Dick Togo has betrayed the entire wrestling industry at one point in time in his life. <laughs> <laughs> so the he's, betrayers. Yeah, he's literally the only like major company the last fifty years, thirty years he hasn't worked for was WCW. He worked for everybody else. He worked in WWE. He's worked for New Japan. He's worked for All Japan. He's worked for FMW. He worked for uh, I, I must have done something with Noah somewhere down the line. But yeah, so he's he's had a good run at annoying people. <laughs> that's a talent in itself yes um, he, that, which is one of the reasons why he's now working as New Japan for wrestling and it's amazing is his body looks better now than he did when he was 20 well Jado is also doing that yeah it's like true. a bullet club thing well yeah Dick Togo actually well it wouldn't surprise me if like Jado and Gedo were trying to figure out like how can we shoehorn Dick Togo into something for like the last 10 years well, it's funny to me that in Bullet Club, everyone gets his own ghetto. Yeah. Like, <laughs> here, evil, have a ghetto. And then Jado is with G.O.D. It's funny. Yeah. and yeah. It's... No one else has, like, little minions. Manager minions. Manager minions. <laughs> like, they're not, they're not minions in the same way that Suzuki has minions. No. But they're also not really just managers? No, I suppose, like, Jedo is a traditional manager-manager, isn't he? He's a coach-type yeah. manager, whereas Dick Togo is just a dick, basically. <laughs> just there to guy to interfere and cause trouble and cause bother. And Jedo is the same position. You know, he yeah. d- he does pertain to coach the Gorillas of Destiny. and you Apparently know... it's all due to him that they're doing so well. Yeah, I... They won four world titles without him, so I think <laughs> before he turned up. But um, yeah, the second the second wind of success if you put down to Jado as your parallel. But yeah, um, it's not yeah, like they've right. changed anything. The super just the super power bomb was the the their new finisher, which they got from Ghetto and Jado when uh. Ghetto and Jado were the world class tag team, which they well, were. They're still cheats, so nothing changed there. Bear in mind, the first T-shirt that Ghetto and Jeddo had was, fuck you, we're Ghetto and Jeddo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes you know, sense. They haven't really moved that far away from that, have they? Um, this, if you, they were the ones who set fire to win Kanemura in a car park in Osaka. Oh, so sounds nice. It, it, well, it wasn't pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched that match. It was just like, powerbombed him through a flaming table. And... Um, yeah, Wing Kanemura was slightly crazy though, and still is to this day. Most wrestlers are. Uh, Kanemura was on another level. He was he was kind of wanted and he was kind of like Anita in the sense that he was willing to do anything with his body to get over. But he didn't quite have Anita's charisma. Mm, so he needed so, to go farther. Yeah, further, so that's the reason further. why he got yeah, that's the reason why he got like dropped on his head through flaming tables and um, you know, he did all these crazy, crazy spots. And he's still wrestling now, so it hasn't done him that much harm. It's a lot slower than he used to be, obviously. But it was, you know, you look at Anita, Anita did Anita didn't need all the barbed wire and explosions to make everything work. He could just stand there, point and cry, and then make just as much money. He just mm. 
he used that as a focal point to launch himself somewhere else. And it'll work, as AEW proved last week. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Shall we move on to the actual round key matches now? Match, yeah. Let's yes, do that. match. <laughs> the next one is my main event. So Yes. Yuji Nagata had a corker with Sinatra in 18 minutes and 18 seconds. In fact, I've not seen Yuji Nagata move this quick in quite some time. Um, this was great. I really enjoyed this. It was a lot of fun. And I forgot it's the quarterfinal. Oh, no, Sinatra goes to the quarterfinal. I do apologize. It's still in the second round, anyway. Yeah, this was loads of fun. And actually one of the better matches I've seen Sinatra in because there was no real pressure because it's, it's, it's Nagata, isn't it? So he could just have fun and have a wrestling match and didn't have to worry about trying to be main event god sonata and therefore the pressure was off what did you think of this i actually really like this combination because um i think that sometimes sonata is forced into situations where he has to live up to other people's wrestling if that yeah, makes sense that's a, that is a perfect way of putting it yes and right now he was clearly uh he didn't have that pressure and he he's he's also got a style that allows him to do his own thing without needing Nagata to like hold him up or I don't know if this makes sense, but Sonata's wrestling is very singular. Yes. He, he does moonsaults, he does flips, he goes to the outside of the ring and then jumps back in. He doesn't need his opponent to do stuff with him. So someone like Nagata's maybe not as strong and as fast as he used to be hmm. is not a detriment to Sonata's style. No, I think you're right. I think that a lot of modern wrestling requires people to coordinate their movements far too much. Yeah. Like, the, nothing annoys me more than the... Uh, throwing somebody into their tag team partner's arm and then drop kicking them so they DDT their own partner. <laughs> it's like, what? Young Bucks are kind of the... Uh, lots of stuff the Young Bucks do is great, don't get me wrong. And as a tag team, there's few, very few more watchable people. But, like, coordinated moves like that just annoy me because it's like, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, and, and also there's a lot of finishers that you just know the old guys can't take. Yes. Even because they're either too heavy or they're not flexible enough or they don't have the coordination anymore. Um, and with Sonata and his moves, that's not the case. The only thing that Nagata had to do was catch him. Yeah. That's it. And, yeah. and Sonata's main way of winning matches is a submission. Yeah, and there was lots of chain wrestling involving that. And yeah. Nagata was the first person to do a move that I don't understand why no one's done before, which is when Sonata gets the hooks in on the skull end, his feet are interlaced, which gives you an opportunity for a shoot leg lock, which is very painful in real life. Obviously, Nagata didn't sink it in, but like... Why hasn't anyone done this before? <laughs> He's yes. been doing that for like four years now. And like I've never seen anyone actually try and do that double ankle lock, uh, which is a, a shoot finisher. So why hasn't anyone tried before now? Because the veteran is smarter. Yes. That's the whole story. He doesn't have the uh, the strength to try and fight out of it. 
so as so he has to smart his way out of it. I know that's not a verb, but you understand what I mean. Think his way out of it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you're right, and that's it. But it's like it also puts holes in like. Uh, not seeing Zack Sabre Jr. try that. <laughs> it's wrestling um, logic. Yes, it's wrestling logic. It's like, yeah, that, but hang on, that works. And it's like, I haven't seen anyone do that for years. And it's not just on Sonata. I mean, like anyone who uses a body scissor to aid a maneuver in a submission, I haven't seen anyone try it. Maybe Suzuki has, because it's an old Wigan trick. Um, it's the same thing with Sonata's Paradise Lock. Like, he puts people in Paradise Lock, and then he kicks them out of it. Yes. Like by, by, that's wrestling logic, but real life logic would be just keep them in the paradise lock until they submit. Until yes. they give up. Yes. <laughs> like Because it's like you essentially are putting a hold on somebody that isn't going to make them submit. It's just going to make them mildly uncomfortable. Yeah, and they they can't supposedly get out of it. So yeah. just wait them out then. But yeah, I think Momo Watanabe in Stardom uses the paradise lock as well. And there are people who go out of Paradise Lock in Stardom. Mm. But they may now they're owned by Bushy Road. They may not. <laughs> in New Japan, it's it's you can't get out of it. <laughs> yes. Now they're in the same cinematic universe. Even though not. you could just throw yourself on your side. And just roll over. Just yeah. roll over. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it is a brilliant device. And Milano Collection AT is a genuine badass for coming up with it. However, Every once in a while, not all the time. <laughs> I love wrestling sometimes. Like... Moderation. It is like it's like the lady in the lake thing that Johnny Saint used. Have you seen that? No. Okay, so Johnny Saint, you've heard of Johnny Saint, the British wrestler. Yeah. Okay, so he was arguably the best escapology style wrestler who ever lived. He was a brilliant defensive wrestler who had a genius mind for getting out of holds and escaping holds and putting people in holds. And one of the things he used to do was called Lady of the Lake, where he'd tie himself up in a ball and then stick his hand out. And, of course, the heel goes to get the hand because it's an opportunity because you can't roll him over to pin because his shoulders won't touch the mat at the same time because he's curling his arms in. Um, and then he sticks his hands out through his legs and then turns it into an armbar. And it's just like, no one's done it since him. The only person who tried was Daniel Bryan. And he did it against The Miz, who's the perfect guy to do it against because he isn't really a great technical wrestler. He's just a jackass with a big mouth. And he's so, also not very smart. Yeah. So, you know, he's he he isn't as smart as he thinks he is. Yeah. So it's like it blew people's minds because it was just the right thing to do against the right guy at the right time. Mm -hmm. And in real life, Daniel Bryan and Miz are actually good mates and they clearly planned it really, really well for them to have it as maximum effect. So it is like the paradise locking New Japan is kind of like, you don't have to use it every match. It's funny though. Like It's funny. It's also funny to see guys like Suzuki in it. Yes. Because especially then, because you know that Suzuki's going to try and break some out of his arm afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Embarrassing him. How dare you? Yes. Suzuki ah. is, Suzuki's Did... the only person who's escaped, I think. Oh, wouldn't surprise me. Did he try and put Nagata in the Paradise Lock? I don't remember. I don't think so, no. I don't I think, think he tried, so. I think he tried, but I think Nagata was too smart to get let him get in it. So. Yeah, I'm also wondering if Nagata's physically able to. 
I I think he's subtle enough. He still does a lot of like kickboxing kicks and stuff and kickboxing practice from what I understand. But I think maybe not. It may be just something he didn't particularly want to do because it doesn't when you're a baby face it doesn't work as well, does it? Well, depends how Sonata approaches it. If he approaches it as heel Sonata and he puts the baby face in a position where they're unable to defend themselves. Yes. Then it's okay, but if it's just he uh, face sonata or tweener, as they like to call it. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is really, because LIJ kind of are, aren't they? They're not really heels anymore. And sonata is the least healy now. Yes. Yes, with Hiromo out the way at the moment. Yeah, Ushi... even Hiromo does stuff that's like mean. <laughs> yes. Sonata doesn't really do that. No, he's just a he's, he's a misunderstood individual. He just wrestles. <laughs> he just wants to wrestle. And he's, just a, he's just an artist. Yeah, maybe Naito was the first one who offered, and he's like, oh, great, let, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, he went missing for a while, because he went back down to Mexico to do an excursion by himself, didn't tell anyone where he was going, and no one could find him. Apparently, New Japan were looking for him, with just the right guy we want, and no one could find him. So, Well, it's okay now. Yes. He's very Ibushi-like in his personal life. <laughs> <laughs> Not maybe as... I don't want to call Ibushi dumb because it's a character, but the character's not quite as dumb as Ibushi. No. But he also doesn't... like. It's, it's like he turns his brain off sometimes. Like, he can't be bothered. Which is a very L.I.J. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So he fits in there. <laughs> yeah. LIJ oh. are funny. They are. They're just like dudes. Like Bushi is clearly <laughs> the smartest one. Yes. But doesn't have the skills to uh, to make it as impactful as the others. So he just take care, takes care of Naito, basically. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if in Kayfabe, like not real life, like Bushi arranges everything. Like you have to be there at that time. Yeah. And no. also an alarm for you. And this is what you're wearing. <laughs> I mean, as much as um, uh, that that's a really useful thing to be, you yeah. know, in wrestling. Like, do you know how Arn Anderson got started in pro wrestling? No. He was a guy called Marty Lund, and he was a jobber for the UWF, and he wrestled in territories all over the place and never caught on. And he moved back to Atlanta to start as a TV enhancement talent and Ric Flair was NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and he was doing the loop for Atlanta, and Ollie Anderson said, go and be Rick's driver for the week, and they became best friends after a week, and that 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 kind of just turn up on time, be organized, make sure Rick gets where he's supposed to be when he needs to be there. That got Arn the job, and Arn's not stupid. He listened, and he learned very, very quickly, and before long, he was one of the biggest draws in the industry. So, you know, that those kind of positions are really useful. Jim Cornette as you know, genuinely was the guy that made sure the Midnight Express got there on time, you know, as much as he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I can't yes. talk about him. No. I prefer talking about Bushy. No, yes, that's true. But just to say, I wouldn't be surprised either, and it's a very, very useful position to your career to have. Yeah, and I remember Naito called Bushy the mom. Of LIJ. Yes. 
<laughs> like, but that, that's also a thing. Like, Hiromu came back when he was still very inexperienced. Yes. So I imagine having Bushi there would have helped a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> Gives you something to bounce off of. Plus, plus Bushi had been to the top. Yeah. You know, he yeah. he he wasn't he was a IWGP heavyweight champion, he'd worked main events, he'd done best of super juniors a couple of times. You need those guys too. I can remember um Sean Hernandez, who wrestled in Impact for a long while. He had a tag team with um uh Chavo Guerrero and he said, I love tagging with Chavo. This is like having a road agent on the apron with you, telling you what yeah. to do. And that, that kind of experience is how you get good. That's why, you know, the factions that have been around a long time, one of the reasons why the factions work so well is because Ishii's been wrestling for 20 years and he can look after Yoshihashi and tell him what to do and give him an insight and say, well, you need to do this, you need to do that. It's, it's, it's how people learn. It's the actual faction system in Japan works really, really well because it kind of replicates that road life experience American wrestlers used to have before they, they just flew everywhere because everything was too far in between. Um, but the old school learn in the back of the car way of becoming a pro wrestler, New Japan still has that, as does all Japan and Noah and all those companies because the factions do work out together. They are kind of like teams and they are kind of like on the road together all the time, so they look after each other. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's how it all fits. And then, unless you want to speak any more about that match, <laughs> I trained you like two times. Yes, yes. And I'm, uh, no, there, there was nothing else. I wanted no to more talk notes on that match. I bet you have no notes on this match. <laughs> I have two notes. Okay, so and the main event. Shall I shall I announce what it yeah, was so people yeah. understand what we're talking about? The main event was Zack Saber Junior against Will Osprey, and mm, one. In 21 minutes and 32 seconds, 23 seconds. What were you going to say? I didn't it? watch it. So this is based purely off of my Twitter timeline. I have two notes. That, one is about Will breaking his nose. Yes. Which apparently happened. Yeah. He, um, I can't remember which movie he went for now. But he went for it and he just landed face first and broke his nose. Okay, so he broke it himself. It wasn't Zach. Yes. No, 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 no. Oh, that makes it Yes. Um, and then the other note is that Tai Chi is just the sweetest partner right now. Yes, he, he went and looked after us. I must admit, the fact the bell rang and I just turned off my iPad in disgust and didn't want to watch anything else. <laughs> I was just nope. like, no, I'm not having this. God no, because what really annoyed me more than anything else is that Osprey kicked out of the Zack Driver. Oh. And once that happened, all right, oh, it's obvious who's going to win this then, and it's like. Why would you do that? Why would you book it that way? Because now Zach's kind of got no defense against Osprey. So it's like, done. So you just yeah. buried somebody. In New Japan world, you kind of buried him there, didn't you? So yeah, yeah. It might be that they agreed on that. but They did, probably. But it is just like, if I was booking it, I would have told them not to. Not yet, anyway. In a big match for a title, yes. But you've just ratioed Sabre Jr. down the card because of that move. Mm. And you know, and also the fact that it was clear all the way through this week that Sabre Junior had his number, and he was bullying him all the way through the week, watching those matches, 
And that's what he tried to do here. And Osprey kind of pulled it out, which kind of made Osprey seem like the baby face as well. It's like, hang on, isn't he supposed to be the biggest, baddest heel you've got now? So there was bits and pieces the, I didn't the like. The weird from the... thing about the United Empire that we see them as the biggest heels. Yeah. But New Japan doesn't. Did Taichi get involved at all? No, no. It was straight up match. Okay, so Suzuki Gun are still edging towards face then. Yeah, that was the thing. It, it's like, it's this bizarre kind of like, where do they stand? Because like Suzuki Gun are basically faces at the moment, really, except for Dookie, I suppose. And Suzuki's. Like even he, because he's the underdog right now. Yeah. It's. Yeah, it's difficult to see where they're placing them. And it is just like, I just didn't want to see him win this match because now I kind of think he's probably going to win everything. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, because he's going to go up against Sonata. Sonata's not winning. No, not now. And he's, I suppose you've got that big rematch from the Never Open Point Championship of a couple of years ago at Wrestle Kingdom with Osprey and Ibushi if he wins. And last time he put Ibushi in hospital, so that's going to be like a big draw, I suppose. Yes, but it is just something I'm not interested in watching. No, neither am I. Or anyone else. <laughs> Look, I don't want to see him against Jay either, or Tanahashi. No. Because he's just going to be obnoxious. Like, if it's Jay, then he's going to be, he's going to be, try and be Jay. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, and he ain't, he ain't that league. He's not... As a heel, he's nowhere near as good as Jay White. And there's very few people on this planet as good as Jay White. And right also, charisma-wise, charisma, charisma wise, he won't be able to keep up with Jay, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, and it's... if he's against Tanahashi, then then he has to be heel. Yeah. Full on heel. Is is Osprey able to be full on heel? Because I always feel like he wants to be he doesn't want to be faced, but he wants to be looked at as a role model and he wants the friend to like him. Yes, that's the trouble. It it's the old it's the old thing of he needs to be if he wants to be a proper heel, then he has to be a proper heel. He can't half ass it. He needs to like murder people. And he would actually be a more valuable person to New Japan if he did do that. Whereas he's, he's kind of just like this cocky in between thing. Yeah, and, and his like, arrogance says heel. Yeah. But other than that, his moves are total babyface moves. Yeah, that's this this another old story, but it's it's a true one. Brett Hart wrestled Owen Hart at WrestleMania ten, Madison Square Garden. They actually rehearsed that match to try and get the maximum effect out of it. And after the match, Owen would pulled out all his big moves, and Brett said, you're going to have to calm down. <laughs> he said, why? Because they'll start booing me, and I'm the baby face. You're not. You're supposed to be the heel. And for this to work, you have to beat the living shit out of me. You can't just win with style. You have to show a little bit of that to show you've been overlooked. But he said, you actually have to just beat me. Otherwise, it ain't going to work, is it? And that's this Osprey's issue, is he's still trying to be the guy who was in chaos a little bit, you know, because... And it's difficult for an aerial guy like that to come off as a heel when he's been a babyface that long. Mm-hmm. And it's, he doesn't really have other moves... No. ...he can fall back on. 
No. It's like, you look at someone like Ishii, who was a heel to start with, but he changed his style to be ground-based and attacked as he went up to be a heavyweight, but he still pulls out aerial moves when he needs to, you know. He'll pull out a poison runner against Connie Omega just to show him I can do the things you can do. I choose not to. Mm-hmm. And it's the it makes them more effective when he does them. It's the same as I was talking about the paradox. Like it's it's minimalizing things to make them more impactful when you do use them. I mean, Evil's changed as a heel. His matches aren't anywhere near as interesting because as a heel, he can't be that dynamic, stoic person he was in LIJ. His Bullet Club version of Evil isn't a watchable wrestler as much as a character. It's interesting to see him develop as a character, but he has to be a more conservative wrestler because he's not supposed to be noble anymore. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? That's yeah. one of the, yeah. It's not it's not his fault. It's the way the character works. Like Evil got a lot of stick last summer for that IWGP championship. Still run, does. And still does. And it's not his fault. He's trying to be this different type of wrestler. Um, and yeah, that, that's the issue, isn't it? Whereas Osprey's still kind of stuck in that boat of being, you know, he's a super worker. He, he's arguably one of the best aerial wrestlers that's ever lived, and that's great. It doesn't work when you're a heel. Yeah, and it's it's like Suzuki Gun is a perfect example of this, where they were very much heels. And then they started getting popular with the fans, and because of that, they're slowly moving face. Yeah. Osprey is like, like he he wants to emulate that. Yeah, but because it is... he can't be. Well, I haven't seen much, but what I've seen is still the same. Where he does stuff because he wants to be appreciated by the fans. Yeah, and that's like, but why would you need to be? You're a mercenary that betrayed your friends. Your character yeah. doesn't say that anymore. Your character is like championships and money, and that's all I care about. Otherwise, um, why why is Jeff Cobb in your faction? Well, maybe it's his character is actually insecure. It is, but I don't think he's smart enough to portray that. <laughs> okay, well maybe someone else came up for that. Yeah, I think is I think you're absolutely right. I think he is supposed to be this ego-led, insecure person. But he hasn't got the. He hasn't got the performance ability to do that. The biggest knock on Osprey when he was younger was his selling was dreadful, and it was. He oversold everything. He finally got that under control in the last year, but he hasn't got the ring chops to be able to deliver that kind of a nuanced performance, I don't think. Myself, it may prove me wrong. Yeah, because that would make sense if, if the character is supposed to be an insecure guy who compensates by buying people to make him look good. Yeah. And Which, that's also terrible. why he still does the moves that he knows the fans will love. But then that story needs to be told clearer. Yeah. Then again, the- I haven't watched matches or promos, so maybe he does, and I just don't. I don't no, I mean it's like it's marked contrast today between like him and Zack Sabre Jr. Like Zack clearly doesn't like him in a kayfabe way at least. Mm-hmm. And because I never seen Zack so angry 
in a ring. You know, he's got Osprey's got under his skin, and he's he's gritting his teeth and really digging in hard and grinding really hard. That double armbar lever that he has, he wrenched that in. It was like he was trying to pull his arm out of his socket. So, you know, he was wrenching tight on everything. He was trying to make it look as good as he possibly could, probably because he knew he was losing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he he upped it a level to get to get to that point. But it's like Osprey didn't look that much different and was calling out to the crowd at certain points. I'm like, but you're the heel. Stop it. So in his eyes, he isn't. No, but. And that would be okay if, like I said, it was a story being told. Yeah. But I don't think it is. Or... No, I think he just forgets himself. Yeah, which yeah. makes it mashes against Zack interesting because Zack is like the opposite in a way because he joins Suzuki Gun to be helped to the top. Yeah. Whereas Osprey got himself some minions. To help into the top, like it's, it's both being helped to the top, but the one one is doing it because of teamwork. Yeah. And the other is just using people. Yeah, that's the there's the differences as well. It's like the decisions that, like in the storyline, the decision for Zach to join a Suzuki Gun was he saw what they did in Noah, and when he was in Noah, he was always challenging Suzuki gun guys and you know he hated Suzuki and he despised Tai Chi. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> wouldn't even touch Tai Chi. He would tag out in tag matches rather than wrestle Tai Chi. And now they're wrestle husbands. And now they're wrestle husbands. But yeah, so he betrayed an entire lineage of a company to get into Suzuki gun. That's, you know, Kanemaru did as well. But you know, there's a whole history, back history there of and he did it do better himself. And Osprey did this because he was under Okada's wing. Oh, sorry, he was in the too much in the shadow of Okada. Yeah. So it's like, you know, which... and, and the stories also, like the story with Zach is he started out that way, and now it's a family. He's found a family. Yeah. Whereas Osprey could have had a family in chaos, but he chose not to. Yeah. That makes sense. Because Chaos were a nice faction. They were supportive of him. They were everything he could have wanted. But he wanted fame. Yeah. <laughs> Fully enough, I just flicked on, flicked onto Twitter because I had a notification and there's Rob Viper on there saying Osprey versus NSJ was damn near perfect. And I'm like, mm, was it, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't comment. You can't comment. I think it. I think it was very, very good for what it was. Uh, but there was elements I would pick out of it, and it's not just because I dislike Osprey. I don't think it was a perfect wrestling performance. He also botched a couple of things as well, which is very unlike him. Um, but yeah, it it was it was okay for what it was. But again, it is just like I just don't want to see Osprey anywhere near the main event of that company. Well, it might be because. I think it makes sense to put him against Ibushi, sadly. Unfortunately. But what like, he could defeat Jay White because of interference from United Empire. Yeah. Or Tanahashi because of interference from United Empire. 
I, yeah, I, I think it's either Jay or Jay or Ospreys now. Yeah. So, because the other options aren't really viable, I can't see Kenta winning it. Mm, Evil's much. not winning it. Takagi, no. maybe. He could do, and he would be a good guy to have a great match with Ibushi because he, for aerial wrestlers, he's such a good base. For all those years in Dragon Gate where he was like being a base wrestler for everybody else to bounce off of, he's perfect at it. There isn't anyone in the industry better than him. And a match that he would have with Ibushi would be off the charts good. He's not a heel, though. No, but he doesn't have to be a heel because... He's just one of those guys. He's a bit like Ishii, isn't he? And Suzuki, to an extent, he's just a wrestler who's yeah, really good. Yeah, I understand what you mean. But we were talking about um, Ibushi needing to be a babyface. Yeah, yes, from the other day, weren't we? Um, yeah. I don't think Takagi is the the kind of heel you want because I think Takagi's way too popular. Yeah, Jay. I think I still think Jay's the way to go. Because he'll have the best match with Ibushi. He'll, mm. have, he'll have a better storytelling match. Yeah. And the story's there. He's been bleating about it for weeks. About. Let's hope so. Let's hope it's Jay. <laughs> or Tanahashi. Erasing my legacy and da, 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 da. he's got a reason to come back. There's also that took a month. All that effort to get rid of him, to bring him back, would be wasted if you don't let him win the New Japan Cup. Mm. <laughs> so. And the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of erring towards Jay. Um, I hope it's Jay, but I, I still have Osprey worries in the back of my head. <laughs> I think we're all concerned after that, after today's performance. But yeah. Well, not all of us. I mean, uh, I saw people genuinely happy with the match. and Yeah, I mean, yeah, as a wrestling match, it was fine. But And I still see Osprey supporters. And I mean... yes. I guess it's everyone's right to support whoever they want. I mean, I still watch Owens matches and Honma matches, so maybe I shouldn't comment. I think there is, I yeah, the, you get to the point though. Is like we just won't watch New Japan, would we? Mm. You know, I did start watching Impact Wrestling for a long period of time, essentially because they had horrible, horrible people working for them, and to an extent, they still do. Um, but it's still not as it's nowhere near as bad as it used to be and the people who are working for them have been apologetic about what they've done they have tried to make amends and they've moved on you know except Moose um, but, uh, so I, I think it's okay to watch it now and there's loads of people there I want to support because they're great and there are loads of people in New Japan I want to support because they're great, but it just it weighs on you. <laughs> you know, it was like I was watching that Noah show. And it, was, it was Lizzie again, but I was watching that Noah show, and it's like, look at all those wrestlers seem to be having a fun time, and all those fans are there, and they're not worried about what the horrible things the wrestlers have done because they haven't. I mean, we don't know as much as we do with the New Japan guys because there isn't as much English language content of news about the Noah guys. And it could be less. Let's be honest. Statistically speaking, there's likely to be some horrible people in the Noah locker room. However, everyone seems happy enough, and everyone seems to be enjoying their wrestling, and it's not as toxic to think about. At yeah, times. The, the Marty Skrull bit was. Yeah. I was really considering if he shows up, am I still going to watch New Japan? 
Yeah. Because, you know, Osprey is abusive. He didn't physically attack anybody or groom anyone. He's not a nice person. But, you know, Skrull is as self-admittedly and apologized for his behavior. So therefore, he's admitted guilt. So therefore, why do you hire him? When you yeah. know it's going to cause you this many problems. And anyway, that was a fun end. <laughs> it was again because we should because and it, yeah, but you know the reason why. If Osprey had been in the middle of the card, we won't be talking about this at the end, would we? No. No, we'd be talking about nice, happy things. This is why Nagata Sonata was my main event. Yes, we'd be talking about Juice and Finley's pastel shaded harlequin pants is what oh, we're we talking talk about. We can talk about Tai Chi being cute. Or oh, Tai Chi being cute. Or any numerous things. Or how much we miss Peter and um, uh, Miho Abe. You know, <laughs> that, those nice things about nice people who are cool. And that's what we will think about at the end of this podcast. Miho Abe makes me think about the comment I saw on Twitter yesterday. Like, I wonder what Miho Abe thinks about those Desperado and Tai Chi pictures. <laughs> and then someone replied, well, she's the biggest desperate Tai Chi shipper that there is. <laughs> Apparently, he really likes them together. Oh, that's kind of cute. They are lovely together, aren't they? It's like even wrestlers and and valets ship wrestlers <laughs> together. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I did mention that. Like that's somebody put a picture of Mio Abby on there, and I said that's me. That's Tai Chi's wife, <laughs> wrestling wife, uh, Mio Abe. And so I, said, yeah. but I thought he was married to somebody else. Yeah, I know, but just they are married together. They spend all their time together, except for now. It's rest, wrestling yes. husbands, wrestling wives. Wrestling, husband, wrestling husbands and wrestling wives. Yeah. I mean, That's Kojima it. and Tenzan are still wrestling husbands, even though they're, I assume, both married. Yes, exactly. Like um, Bunny from AEW, uh, Cherry Bomb, and ah. Uh, um, oh, Demon Bunny, isn't it? The I can't remember her name now. Impact Wrestling, former women's champion. <laughs> oh, I'm going to look her up because she's on my timeline all the time. Um, I'm trying to can't, can't remember her name and it's going to drive me nuts if I don't look it up right now. But they actually are best friends in real life and you consider them wrestle. Rosemary, there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rosemary and, and um, uh the bunny from AEW, uh, Demon Bunny. That's like the clothing line, and they're, mm -hmm. they're kind of wrestle wives, really. In, yeah, and it, in it makes sense. sense because they they travel so much that you need someone to confide in. <laughs> Sorry, confide in and like have it as emotional support and stuff like that. So yeah, it's. It's it, and it just you know that's the way those those kind of relationships work and you know those two haven't wrestled those two haven't wrestled together in the same company for two years but they're still best friends yeah. and that's that's the way things are especially like a time like now where there's no real other wrestling going on too much around the world you need your friends don't you yep that pretty much covers us for today unless there's anything else you would like to say about New Japan Pro Wrestling. I love that we ended with wrestling as friendship after just talking about all the assholes in wrestling. Yes, because we want to talk about nice, fuzzy things to finish yeah. our show on. 
That's we want nice, warm, fuzzy feelings for all of our listeners, so they can come back tomorrow and we'll put in another diatribe about yeah, all the people. Yeah, what matches do we have tomorrow? What matches do we have tomorrow? I will look at the cage match, New Japan. By the way, if you if you want to know where we get information from, um, from several places, but one of the places we get it from is Cage Match. Cage Match is um, a age old website um, that supports all wrestling all over the world and is trying to record every wrestling match ever taken place ever yeah it's really <laughs> like, yeah whenever um, i think have these guys wrestled each other i just go to case match yes and they will you can go and look at them you can be a member you can write on the the forum and stuff um and it, it's kind of like where the informed wrestling fans go for their information and wrestling journalists do as well. Um, and it's dead, dead useful. And you yeah, can find out especially about... especially if you're looking for, like, a match. Like, imagine if on Twitter someone mentioned, like, oh, Okada wrestled um, Roman Reigns once. He didn't, but yeah. imagine he did. And you're like, okay, when did this happen? Then just go to Cage Match and put their names in, and you can find out. It's way easier that way to find links to stuff you want to watch <laughs> so tomorrow night we will have Dookie El Desperado and Minoru Suzuki versus Jado Kenta and Taiji Shimura yeah, yeah. Uh, you have Taishi Yoshinobu Kanemura Zack Sabre Jr versus Great Okan Jeff Cobb and mm. they split up the tag team champion to spread the love I'm sure oh. yes. okay uh, Roki Goto, Raisuki Taguchi, and Yuji Nagata versus LIJ, Bushi Sanada, and Shingo Takagi. <laughs> Goto is the Hontai uh, Chaos Buddy again. <laughs> after, yes, after Nagata had a free transfer last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need an exchange. Yes. I was in your team last week, so now it's your turn. Yes. And then the second round match is Yoshihashi versus Dave Finlay. Who are you rooting for? I know I'm, we all know who I'm rooting for. I'm, I am chaos through and through, and I will root for Yoshihashi. Good. Good job. I approve. Yes. So, you know, I don't mind who wins either way, but I will root for Yoshihashi. I, I will mind, but in no. a way, as in I'm a fan of Yoshihashi, not because I don't like Finley. No. I don't think you're a fan of Finley, but you appreciate him as a yeah. human being. I just like Yoshihashi <laughs> more. It's like... <laughs> sorry. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Jay White will finally settle their differences. And who do you want to win here? Well, obviously, I want Tanahashi as a fan to win because he's the baby face. But in reality, <laughs> I want Jay White to win so that Will Ospreay doesn't win this tournament. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Like, I'm never going to say I want Jay White to win because I can't do that to Tanahashi. No. But I won't be mad in non kayfabe ways if. Jay White wins. Yes, that that would be that would be the way forward. I feel um, we haven't got night ten announced yet. It's a yeah. Kurokan Hall. I think they're at Kurokan Hall all week. I'll check. I oh, know they're off to Shizuka uh, at Twin Messi, and then New Japan Cup last two days are going to be at Sendo Miyagi Miyako Satomura's hometown. We get English commentary again. Live. Yeah, we should get to the final, I think, on the 13th. I think the last two days Yeah, is English commentary. 
Yeah, yeah. So they'll be in Sendai at the Miyagi Stadium, which is the home of Sendai Girls. That's their big stadium where they go. If they get outdrawn by Sendai Girls as well as getting outdrawn by Stardom, I think they should just give up. No, don't say that. <laughs> it's been 49 years. We've had a good run. No. <laughs> The girls are clearly better now. We're going to retire. Well, that is true. Yes, because girls are just generally better. That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> what did Women's you mean? Women's wrestling is great, is it what is. I mean. Yes, it is. I have an interesting story. For just This came up in my feed. I was just before I was talking to you. And this, this is a... Because today I feel we need to talk about a little bit of feminism to make things a better place in the UK. Certainly. Yeah, I know the UK is... The police is, have been up to stuff. Yes, I don't know what the hell they thought they were doing and how they have the audacity to do what they did, but there you go. 45 years ago, Janet Guthrie became the first female driver at the Indy 500 uh, in 1976. Far, only five years, only five years after women were allowed on pit lane. Wow. Women were not allowed on pit lane in the Indi Indianapolis because, until 1971. Because cars would just fall apart if they saw a woman. Yes, that's it. And <laughs> okay. Janet, Janet Guthrie was a woman who got her airline, sorry, a pilot's license uh, when she was 17 years old before she could drive a car. Wow. <laughs> and used to fly long distance from Chicago to Miami uh, for fun. Um. She was also an aeronautical engineer and actually applied to work for NASA in the early 60s. And the only reason why she got into cars was because she couldn't find a World War II fighter plane. She could buy one to do aerobatics with. That's what she really wanted to do as a hobby. But they weren't allowed to fly them in New York because of the amount of traffic at LaGuardia and, and Kennedy and stuff. So mm -hmm. instead, she bought a Jaguar XJE. As you do. As you do. And learned how to drive fast. <laughs> oh, and, a thrill seeker yeah and then she started driving touring cars or SCAA and then the owner of the Indy 500 it was always looking for new angles and this is why how you tend to find things happens in American sports not that women aren't talented but promoters will find a way of putting women into the show because that means more people will go because you're appealing to a wider audience. That's why. Funny how that works. Yeah. Uh, Bill France, who was one of the most right-wing Republican promoters in sports history, went out of his way to get white drivers, sorry, female drivers and black drivers into NASCAR because he knew it would appeal to more people because he wasn't mm. stupid. Um, and the owner of the Indy 500 actually paid for her ride in the Indy 500 in 1976. And she went and tested at Ontario in California, which was an oval circuit, to make sure she had the speed and she'd be safe enough to drive at Indy. And then she went and qualified in the month of May, and she rode her first Indy 500. But here is the interesting story about it. The, the track announcer always starts the Indy 500 with, gentlemen, start your engines, right? Mm -hmm. And he refused to do that for her because he said the mechanics start the engines, not the drivers. Okay. No. <laughs> so um, uh, they apparently they had a guest that year to start the Indy 500, and she said, "I'm going to do it because it's because it's you, and you deserve to be credited with being the first woman to start the Indy 500." 
So the old guy who had to do it didn't do it that year. She did it. I can't remember who the guest was, but she said, ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. And she went on to be the first person to start. Um, wow. There you go. So that's my little story of women doing great things. And women do great things every day. But, you know, <laughs> sometimes you need some great sometimes women history. Sometimes do great things, like when we're allowed to. When you're allowed. That's yeah, apparently so. For the people who are listening. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, no, I'm, it was a sad day when I was looking at the telly last night and said, what, what's going on? Like, why is this happening? Yeah, I saw it on my timeline. It's awful. It really is. Police are just horrible everywhere, aren't they? They are. And this the bit that I don't get is a week ago. Rangers won the SPL a week a year a week ago. Yeah, football, uh, right? Yeah, football. And people were out shooting off fireworks, not socially distancing, you know, doing all the things that you're not supposed to do right now under British and Scottish law. And some people got arrested and were told off and fined and one thing or another. But they weren't harassed and they weren't pushed to the ground and they weren't like trampled on. They were nicely herded to the side and just dealt with the way you would normally deal with antisocial behavior. These were a bunch of women standing two meters apart in silence. What what you what what are you doing? Just what are you doing? But there you go. Anywho. Yeah, we well we we got to a warm and fuzzy bit, and then I added more warm and fuzzy, and now and you now, ruined it. And I ruined it because I'm angry. But there we go. Do you so, have any fuzzy last words? Then? Um, uh, listen to tomorrow's Troopany show where me and John and Chelsea will go through AEW's Revolution card and death, death matches are and very watch, fuzzy. Yes, and watch those two yahoos blow each other up. <laughs> <laughs> in an enormous explosion I heard. An, yes earth shaking amazing that florida is still attached to the united states <laughs> uh, well that sounds like fun maybe yes. i'll listen to that and yes then i'll yes. know what happened that show yeah and kurashida won rio was really really good as well um uh, rio it was excellent match yeah, um, yeah. anywho take care we'll be back tomorrow with more um New Japan Cup action as we look at today in the New Japan Cup. As for now, where can we find you on the internet, Christy? You can find me on Twitter at Smart Infested, and I have a Twitter account for New Japan Gifts as well, which is at NJPW Gifts. And you can find me at Sheriff Lone Star on Twitter. You can find the show, well, the channel, Troopany Show on Twitter and on Facebook, The Troopany Show as well as Patreon, where you can keep the Troopany Show free forever for everyone. And thank you to our Patreon subscribers who do. We'll be back tomorrow, two shows tomorrow, and we'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye. Mm-hmm.